Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb with Rick Stevenson. Hey, Rick, how was your weekend? Oh, it was real good. Hi, Jason. Uh, (laughs) Semifinals weekend. That's what made it fun. I mean, right? Now that our semifinals is over, it's just like two or three weekends now of like, okay, I got to get home at night so I can catch up on all the live streams. And it's so much fun to just sit on the couch and watch people race through thrusters and snatches and crazy things for hours. I, I, I mean, I love it. It's better than a movie. I, uh, I'm always amazed then watching the elite athletes go and put yourself in their shoes and how fast and smooth they are and everything. I just, oh man, yeah, it, it was, you know, you read the test on paper and you think there's no way they'll get through this that fast. And then sure enough, you wait for each heat to go. Times get progressively faster. And you're like, you just marvel at their athleticism. It's, oh. yeah, it's something to behold. And, and, and I'll, I'll say that on the other hand, you're looking at them and like screaming at the screen, like, you gotta go, you gotta go. And being an athlete and a competitor, like I know that they're suffering deeply and they can't go faster if they're not going faster it's because they can't it's not because they don't mm-hmm. want to but i'm still shouting at the screen for someone to go faster in that final heat on that last event because i just the qualifying spots are so tight um man it was they had they had some really fun tests was there um was there any test in the semifinals and i'm just throwing this at you that okay. you wish we had was there any one of those tests that you wish we had because it looked like fun well, I'd say the, the, the last one, test seven, uh, just because I think we would have been able to, well, I take that back. They've never thrown echo bikes in a, uh, in a uh, remote competition, but I can, I can picture that one, uh, maybe adjusting the weight of the sandbags, but as, as Chase Ingram kept, uh, saying it was not a burn the house down type of event because it was three rounds. It was 60 total toes to bar. Um, and the pace that you picked that first round, you hoped you didn't go out too fast because you still had two more rounds to get done, but picking up that bag and just trying to get it over that finish line for us, it would have been in 25 foot increments down and back probably or something <laughs> like that. For sure, for but sure. I like that. I, it, we, we couldn't have done the rock or anything like that. Right. Uh, no. No runner, um, so that would have left us out of the snatch and run. Now, too. the um, – the, now, okay, I will say two things. Now that you brought that up, I, I want to tell you my favorite event, but before I say that, I want to say that um, I was training in Little Rock, Arkansas for the past couple of weeks. Now I'm in Texas, but in Little Rock, I was training at a gym, and they had a semifinals athlete uh, – a 27-year-old Adam, just a, a great kid. Um, and so I got to kind of hang out with him and train with him. And he, and, uh, he came to a training camp uh, with me and a, a bunch of other people. And um, we had so much fun. And we were strategizing about the workouts when they were released. And, you know, we were speculating that maybe the regionals, I uh, say regionals, gosh, the semifinals. semifinals <laughs> throw back to right, regionals. Right, we do that all the <laughs> um, time now. All the I've time. So going back to the semifinals, wouldn't it be great if the individuals had to do shuttle runs for that 800 into those snatches like the great equalizer can you shuttle run because they're already on the air runner for the long sled pull workout you know so Mm -hmm. like let's get them doing shuttle runs that would really be fun and when i found out that it was an air runner i was honestly disappointed in the lack of creativity i was like come on how like Uh, like, the shuttle runs are a unique challenging movement and that would have significantly slowed them down and given them less time maybe they give them the extra minute on this on the heavy snatches but imagine if they did 25 or uh 50 it would have been 50 shuttle runs 
if they did that 50 shuttle runs and then they right. do a heavy snatch in like two minutes that would have been amazing right i mean I, I don't, that's just me it would have same stimulus that uh, we would have uh, yeah. that, that we were under um or or the throwback to kind of what he did with the games last year where they had the longer shuttle yes. across the length of the field so what is what was that maybe 80 84 feet or something yeah. is that the yeah, is that the was. length down and back a number of times uh Man, you know they great. had the length of the floor yep save for the space for the barbell yeah could have been an idea and i could see but, I, I mean now th- now i'm going to argue back that like if they went 25 foot segments um, like we did, they actually would have had plenty of room to do snatches, right? Because if they go the full 84 feet, now they're going to run out of room for the snatches. But if they went 25, 25, um, now they have a whole half of the floor for the actual lifting. Um, and now, I mean, you've got just people, you could just watch them suffer. Um, only because I think from the entertainment value, the show, the show of it, you know, everyone did shuttle runs in the open and we all suffered and we literally just trudged through those. And to be able to right. watch, these incredible individual young athletes do shuttle runs at a pace that we could never imagine. That would have been interesting. And then, to, again, if they did shuttle runs after 185-pound snatches, we would see guys doing shuttle runs in some of the most, I mean, ridiculous times that make us look like right. our actual age, which is fair. That's fair. But uh, I don't know. It's they fine. Only, I, the, I, yeah, it's they only had fun. to do it with the uh, with the burpees, uh, with the uh, burpee yeah. pull ups. I think in yeah. the open. So they really weren't tested under a heavy load, right? Uh, until after the shuttle runs, and then then you came, then you had the uh, thruster, yeah. the one rep max thruster. But hey, well, we're gonna the events you like, you're gonna get to watch again the next two weekends. I and the know, events you didn't really care fun. for, you're going to get those as well. So it'll be fun to as a fan see the. Uh, other regions uh, yeah. take the floor in the next yep. two weeks. Certainly looking forward to North America West uh, with Vellner and Fakowski and Medeiros and, and a whole host of names. I mean, that that's that's going to be something. And they've been able to watch this past weekend. You know, exactly. You they have, it's not necessarily an advantage on this week's competition because they're not competing against these guys, really. But they, now they all have had an extra week to practice. They, they know what the workouts actually are, so they're not practicing shuttle runs. They, they don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. They don't have to right. worry about any confusion. They know what... Um, you know, a legless rope climb from a sitting position looks like what the requirements are for that, uh, which I thought was a really fun and interesting. And I know in one of our future episodes, probably middle of June, we'll start to we'll be able to do a whole prediction episode about what we think we'll see in the well, game. We'll see. Yep. But why not? I, I, that I think there's that was a fun element. Um, and I know that they were maybe going to do that at the games last year, but it got rained out on their alpaca workout. Uh, but right. they had to go you know, from sitting position, legless up and legless down, which changes everything. It changes everything because the descent is brutal on that, right? And you had to show control below that red tape line there at the bottom before your legs or butt hit the ground. Yeah. Uh, And I, I, I know, um, Oh, I can't think of the athlete's name. Annika Greer it was. Uh, had the one rep. Uh, yeah, where where she was given a no rep and, and she hollered enough to get the head judge over and they actually gave her that rep before she started her second one. I can't uh, believe they was, fixed that on the floor. That was Which insane. was a great correction. As, as much flack as maybe CrossFit did receive this weekend for some ups and downs we'll talk about, uh, they... Uh, that that's what the head judge is there for. And I think there's two of them on the floor. So um, at each time that good for them. Good for them. And that makes a big difference for her. If she would have gotten no rep, she was close to the line. If she had to do two more reps, I think that was her first rep of, a, of um, mm-hmm. her legs. I mean, that's a game changer. Yeah. That would cost so yeah. much time. 
Um, or don't know if she would have even gotten, you know, right. you only had so many pulls in your arms at that, oh, at that man. point. Now that was one of those workouts where you saw them sitting there waiting for their arms to kind of cool off and be ready to go again. And that's where I'm looking at the screen thinking like, you, you gotta go. You could just go, just do it. Just go. Nope. But then I remember myself standing there for our legless rope climbs after holding the kettlebell in that front rack position um just waiting for my arms to be good enough to do another legless rope climb not from an l sit not with a legless descent i mean sometimes you just know your arms you know what you're capable of and it's not worth risking the no rep and you just wait um so i um yeah that yeah well i i think i heard emma carey's interview uh where they did a simulation last weekend but there were so many uh missing pieces of information uh, that she said, well, we did this differently, or we did this that differently. And, and to your point, circle back the folks in Europe and uh, you know out west, and then down in Brazil. I mean, they they're all able now to uh, practice the yes. events as they will be tested. Which I would suggest, depending on the athlete or the quality of the field, you might have as a whole significantly faster times. Uh, across the board because everybody knows now what to do, you know, what's expected of them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's just that whole principle of the four-minute mile. Once you know someone can run a four-minute mile, now everyone can run a four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. So yep. you see this, you know, uh, how fast did people pace on the 800-meter run before they snatched? Uh, what was their pace? I mean, the, the times of that these guys were getting after they were doing, you know, 185-pound <laughs> uh, touch-and-go snatches and then running an 800. Like, when I saw their times at first, I was like, oh, that's a pretty fast 800. Oh, wait. That was the 800 plus the eight snatches. That's insane right. to, to run that fast. Insane. Yeah. And 800 uh, on a uh, air runner as opposed yeah. to 800 on a track. Yeah, it's not the same. Not the same. Oh. The, the pain level. And you're just looking at a screen just dying inside. If if you haven't run on an air runner, that it creates a, creates a unique stimulus. For me, my entire posterior chain turns to fire. Mm-hmm. My calves, hamstrings, glutes. Um, you know, all of the central nervous system is just is, is is lit on fire and you want to slow down so badly. I mean, it's the same thing like an echo bike versus an assault bike. It's just a, it's just right. this slightly different machine that looks the same as running like the echo bike looks like an assault bike, but it's slightly different in such a way that it kills human beings. It, it just chews them up and spits right. them out. Right. Uh, memes for echo bikes. What do we do without <laughs> right. Okay. There's so there's some, yeah. some controversy this weekend. What what uh, what controversy did you pick up on? Did you want to touch on today? Well, yeah. Without getting, I guess, too detailed, uh, because we still, you know, uh, you you read both sides. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna ride the fence here. I mean, you know, we saw athletes that were removed uh, from the, uh, I think, test two, which uh, because of either prior injuries that they had disclosed that they weren't trying enough in the eyes of um, the games staff. You know, I mean, I guess that's a way to explain it. And they they thought they weren't able to compete further with uh, heavy dumbbells coming up in the next event with uh, uh, that Linda with dumbbells uh, and and just undo stress and strain on, on, on your shoulder. Uh, and then and snatching and stabilizing a bar overhead as well would have come up at it later that afternoon. Um, so it, it, it's, I think where I have a problem with that call at that time is, uh, you know, the, our, our favorite YouTuber who puts out lots of content around this um, made the point and actually highlighted quite a few instances uh, of, of 
games athletes, like specifically Will Morad in 2019, having a hamstring injury, not attempting a final deadlift uh, because, but he knew he could do the rest of the event or the next event. And Catherine uh, David's daughter famously sitting out 2015 or 16, the, the, yeah. the first of the two-parter where she knew she wasn't going to get any um, pegboards, but she was saving herself for the next event. And she ended up winning the games that year. Um, so, you know, to, to not pull people in, in higher stakes and now to pull people that at semifinals, I don't know. It just it just feels like there's a different application of the rules each year. Yeah. What, whatever the application is. I thought that way too. I was, you know, when my first initial gut response was, you know, it, it is unfair if you sit out and choose not to uh, participate in a in a particular event. Maybe there's an injury because it does mm-hmm. give you an advantage in that next workout. And I mean, we certainly know someone can get a 39th, 40th, 50th place in one event. And if they really do well in some of the other events, they could still make it to the games. So I understood that argument that CrossFit made. But in the back of my mind, I, I felt those echoes of Katrin sitting out of the pegboards and other instances. And of and um, our favorite YouTuber, I say favorite, our, the mm-hmm. infamous YouTuber. Um, Correct. He, but he, you know, I watched it. He made some good points um, about all of those different people that, at, you're right, higher stakes were able to strategize. So what does CrossFit do? I mean, I think like anything else is just they standardize a minimum work requirement. And that's that. Right. I mean, I think that's Mm -hmm. if you can't do if you can't do one pegboard or if you can't do three pegboards, it's a DNF for the event. If you can't do one muscle up complex, it's a DNF. And that's that. I mean, that's a zero. Maybe you could continue. I don't know what happens with the DNF. I don't I don't know. Whatever. But they said, yeah, I think your DNF DNF is a a disqualified. Right. Yeah. A zero. Pay attention to Sydney Wells here in seventh place qualifying for her first games. She took last with zero reps on test two. Right. Now she might have been trying. I didn't watch that heat, so I not gonna I'm not gonna speak about that. But she took last, fifty-eighth place play play finish, but was yeah. able to accumulate enough points. Yeah. Um, you know, her overall she had two ninths, a uh, first, a twelfth, and a fourteenth. I mean, those are some pretty good yeah. pretty good scores that could offset the uh uh you know the damage that a fifty eighth place uh you know does. So what? very unusual you see somebody take last in an event and still qualify. I forgot about that. I remember watching it now that you've mentioned it. Mm-hmm. What what happened there? Her, Brooke really suffered there too, but they're both athletes that can do muscle ups. Did they? I uh, maybe the happened? bag. The yeah, bag but... played more role than we realized. That's. Uh, I'm not sure. It's, it's worth going back. As long they haven't removed that yet from no. uh, YouTube, so it's worth no, going back. I don't know what happened to uh, uh, on YouTube day four when I went to watch it. It was mm-hmm. gone, but thankfully I found it on Facebook. I watched it. You know, it was, it was like my nightly entertainment, and it was gone. I was so stressed. Gone. Oh. So um, I watched it all just about a half hour behind. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness I did. That I is didn't gone. realize that they, I heard today that they took it down. Peculiar. Um, I didn't see anything that they wouldn't want to have up there. I don't know what happened. No, but, probably um, an error. You know, when I was, I, I will say that there were some surprises. Um, you know, I've, I've got a friend, Tyler Christoffel. Uh, he's a mayhem athlete and he, uh, he suffered on the first event. He really, he, he, he just couldn't get the, the sled to move. And so he was battling and battling and battling and he was, I think two spots, maybe seven points out of making it to the games. Um, Last year, I think he was one spot out. And you just Mm. feel for, you know, at the end of each one of these, the males and the females, you see, you know, two athletes when they're announcing the last spot, they announce that single athlete and you get to, you watch this other person, just the devastation. It's really, it's, 
it's just tough uh, to know that someone is three points away or even seven points away. Seven points out of 300, 400, 500 points is just not that much. And uh, I will say, and I I will say that for those, I tagged you in the post, but if if you haven't had a chance to read, uh, Dave Castro made a post about Brooke Wells cheering Sydney Wells on the last event. Um, It was a beautifully written uh, story about how Brooke was cheering her twin sister on on the last event with the purest of intentions. Um, So, yeah, everyone pause. (laughs) <laughs> the, the the if the pause the podcast right now go search Dave Castro it's the you know, second or third to last post and read what was written about Brooke Wells there um, she didn't make the games it's heartbreaking I don't know what was going on this weekend for her she hasn't shared on social media and that's fine she has, she doesn't have to share anything with the rest of the world but the right. fact that she was uh, cheering her twin sister on and her sister's going to the games is is crazy irony but also very beautiful really cool. Um, an interesting twist um, from my perspective. Uh, Morning Chalk Up highlighted that if Brooke would have just been a second faster on event five, she'd have qualified. And that was the difference uh, between ninth and 10th place was one second. Wow. And that was nine. That was nine points uh, at that. Uh, that finish level was it. It was a nine point drop. And those nine extra points. You know, that plays into who finished ahead of her and behind her. But those nine extra points would have uh, would have given her enough points to qualify. So when they say every second counts, I think that was what the name of the first CrossFit documentary that they released <laughs> yeah. way back in the day. Every second counts. It sure does. Well, yeah. and I, I know that, you know, one of the things that you shared with me after the games last year, uh, you tied for first. And because of a tie break, uh, you took a silver medal. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that you did some of those replays in your head of the the one second here, the transition there. It's in retrospect, yeah. you see, yep. you can paint a completely different picture, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not not putting on the last couple of two and a halfs on the front squat or another calorie on the uh, skiered. Um, right. It's, it's it, a lot of these competitions. That's a beautiful part about it. They come down to razor thin margins and uh, that's what you want to see. And you, I think you're going to see that played out in the, in the age groups this year too. I think it's, I, I love the stories that it tells and uh, we're, we're going to have uh, we're going to have an exciting uh, first week of August for sure. Well, I prefer a blowout. I, I would rather as well, a competitor. Well, yeah, certain edge <laughs> But yeah. that's just because of anxiety. Uh, the reality is when it's close, it makes it much more entertaining, much more satisfying. And you've got to fight for every single thing. And, and when you have six, seven, eight events, it really does end up like that. You're fighting for every calorie on every event, every second, um, an extra rep on a ring muscle up. Um, things can make huge differences. Um, and they add up, right? Um, right. They, they just add up so much. Um, but that was a, it was a really fun weekend. We've got two more weekends of individual semifinals. And, uh, you know, we just chat about that because we love the sport of CrossFit. And when there's, when there's action to watch, we're on it. And, uh, you know, semifinals creates that opportunity for us. Um, I will say, and I think this is the last I have, um, I've, I've, uh, I've two criticisms of CrossFit and I just want to share these only because not to be a, um, a, a complainer. I just think that CrossFit sometimes they, they could just reword some things. So one, and I think you saw me post this to Instagram last week, but you know, they made a post on, on Twitter and on Instagram, you know, semifinals start this week. It was a, a grand announcement. And what I wish they would have said was, Age group semifinals concluded last week. Now we're on to live individual semifinals. Something that celebrates right. the fact that semifinals have been taking place for the past 
two weeks. Like we semifinals happened and are now are continuing on with the individual versions of the semifinals. Oh, yeah. Only difference is these are in person and these are for the. Uh, the, the individual athletes That's and it. teams and yeah. just just tie that together right and like i saw today uh wadapalooza made a post like from wadapalooza to the games and they they listed all of the athletes that competed at wadapalooza that are now competing at the games all they've got to do is just do a quick search and do the same thing with masters but that's beside the point um the second thing and it was an error in an announcer uh during the live broadcast last night when is it saxton or spencer that qualified um it's one of the pan checks and I never know. Oh, boy. I okay. will go we're, back and look. Yeah. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> we'll I mean, these poor guys, they, they all, they're all just so sweet. Um, but one of the pan check. Spencer young, qualified. Spencer qualified. Spencer, Spencer qualified. And Saxon had a withdrawal to do. Okay. So, so Saxton qualified. Um, oh, wait, Spencer qualified. Saxton qualified. Okay. So the announcer said. Spencer it'll qualified. Be, so Spencer qualified. Gosh, Spencer. <laughs> I this, I'm as, I, so. One they're of the only twins, too. I know. Yeah. He said something like, it'll be really great to see a Pancheck at the games. And I, I was like, bro, yeah. there's gonna, there's already a Pancheck at the games. It will, games. All you got to yeah. say is it'll be really great to have two Pancheck brothers at the games again. Correct. Um, it's it's just this slight, this slight narrowing of focus to the individuals, which, again, I love the individuals. I love watching it. I love cheering. I'm a fan of these guys. But uh, just all you have to do is just have the phrasing be the pan, you know, Another year where we have multiple Panchecks at the games. Boom. That's it. And they could highlight the fact that Scott Panchek is competing as a master and that that's going to be super exciting to see Panchek and Dancer and that and yep. the, that whole slew of 35-year-olds, old school and new 35-year-olds competing in the master's category. Stay tuned. It's going to be an amazing year. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> but nope. They don't, they don't take it the extra mile. No. They just miss yeah, it. I know. Just, a, I know it's a slight miss. Um, anyway, let's take a, our focus to our semifinals. Last week, we finished with the 45 to 49 year olds, giving some shout outs to individuals that made it to the games that punched their ticket. Now we've got 50, 55 plus 60 and 65 plus. We just want to do a few honorable mentions and sure. shout outs to those that uh, that punched their ticket from the age group semifinals. I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever that was, I've already. Oh, yeah, I think it's coming up to three weeks now, believe yes. it or not. Insane. Yeah, uh, yeah the uh, feels like uh, an eternity ago. First week of May mm. Uh, mm. or last week of April. That's what it was. Okay, but yeah, ladies first, as always, uh, on the women's side, on the 50 to 54, um, the defending champ, Kim Purdy, she's returning. Um, she'll be battling again. Uh, the lady who took second last year uh, uh, at the games, Tia Gebby. Uh, we know she she was in good form at Legends. Um, uh, she did not see Kim at Legends, uh, but they did meet up in um, at Wadapalooza. Uh, and also a returning friend of the show, Cheryl Brost. Uh, she'll be going back, I believe, now for her tenth tenth game. And they're Amazing. actually the rest the rest of the women's field is uh, does have a lot of of, of games experience. Um, there are some some new young 50-year-olds that are um, uh, going to be competing this year. Uh, I haven't checked, double-checked the rosters yet, but as people accept, uh, you know, it's very unusual, as we know, to, to turn an event, uh, to turn an invitation down, Froning being the uh, um, the exception to that one. So uh, it will be a battle once again uh, for the women, the 50-54 category. Uh, my age group, uh, believe it or not, there are, unlike last year, there are, uh, nine of the ten returning uh, have games experience um, in one way, shape, or form. Wow! Uh, the defending champ Sean Patrick's back, and he he gets a special shout out because he was in fifty fifth place 
after day one at quarterfinals. Wow. Uh, he then went third first on the last day and scooted in under the cut line there to the top 30 and has continued the momentum and had a very strong finishing second in semifinals. So the defending champ is back to defend his crown. Had, uh, as long as he's um, you know not having any uh, nagging injuries or anything like that, he will be a force. Uh, but there are a lot of new 50-year-olds in the space uh, that are have just aged up. Uh, Nate Lauren, who's been on a team before with CrossFit Fort Vancouver, Mm-hmm. And then age groups himself, um, uh, Bob Ruano, who's a regular fixture, of course, the games uh, through the various age groups. Uh, Clint Paddock, shout out to him from Masters Chatter. He uh, injured himself, had to have surgery and uh, recovered enough to, to make a return trip after a very strong showing in the semifinals. Uh, and the, the um, uh, one, I should say, one uh, new into the uh, age group this year is uh, Jason Leaves. Uh, and I'll tell you he's we battled together down in texas and um he is uh, legit uh, but he's making his um his games experience and oh also finally Corey dig 10 years between games experiences 2013 wow. to 2023 so props to to cory for uh battling and uh punching his ticket i know that means a lot to him wow Very uh cool. women fit, w- yeah uh, hard to 10 years and uh he kept with the sport got very close at times uh, i think the cut to 10 athletes uh, a, a couple of different times didn't do him any favors uh, but nonetheless he finished in sixth place uh, on the women's 50 to 50 55 to 59 side uh, uh, the entire podium returns uh, from last year from 2022 wow. uh, That's and amazing. Uh, so you you can look for another battle there uh, with Shauna Bunce uh, de- defending her title on the men's 55 to 59 uh, he's back. He, Mr. Kevin Kester, won the games in 17, won the games in 19, won the games in 21. And so we're on an odd numbered year. It's 2023 and he is back. He, uh, easily sailed through open quarters and semis. Uh, he will be looking to stand atop the podium once again. Uh, other games veterans uh, that will be making an appearance uh, in Madison in the 55 to 59 include John Kim, uh, Jody Hendricks, uh, Ryan Johamby, uh, all veterans uh, either in this category or in some of the younger age groups. On the women's side in the 60 to 64 category, Susan Clark, five-time champion. So I know you're chasing her mm. for total overall wow. championships. Yes. Uh, she took off in 2022, but she's back like Kevin is uh, and has uh, qualified here for another trip to, to Madison. Uh, other names, um, Downing, McGill, Jarden, Howard, they're all veterans, all returning. But the lady I wanted to point out, um, and thanks to CrossFit HQ on their game site for refreshing the data, you can now look at games results going all the way back for the individuals to, 20, to 2007, those, that first year at the ranch. And in 2010 was the first year of age groups. So for us, the masters here, there was a 50 to 54 men's and a 50 to 54 women's. And this lady, Lynn Knappman, has been there 12 times to the game. I I read that. I was like, wait a minute. 12 times. Oh, my gosh. CrossFit CrossFit is known for typos this year. Un, but I, I, they nailed this one. Um, she has been there every year that they have held an age group competition, save for 2020 uh, with the pandemic. Oh she gosh. is in the 60 to 64. She has podiumed a number of times, um, various finishes, never stood atop the podium. But if you want a picture of consistency, I 
think her name is after that word in the dictionary. Um, that <laughs> is an incredible streak. Lynn Knappman. Um, <laughs> that is something to, to, to strive for. Um, and then also in the men's 60 to 64, uh, just like some of the earlier age groups, the entire podium returns. Uh, Shannon Aiken is the returning champ, going for back-to-back. Uh, uh, Stuart Swanson is in that age group this year. He was first in the open and the quarters and the semis. So wow. I think he's going to be pushing Mr. Aiken there when they get to Madison. Familiar name in the men's 65-plus, uh, Dave Hippensteel, nine times. He's 67 years old now. Uh, John George is also 67. Uh, they'll be um, uh, in Madison as well. And then on the women's 65 plus, you actually have two 68-year-olds, um, Patty Walkover and um, Sylvana, Sylvana Volpe. Um, both have previous games experience, but at 68, they're still competing and showing you just exactly what is possible um, and something that we can all celebrate uh, as Masters athletes. So that's a, a look at the latter half of the age groups. There's a, there's a lot of good stories, and you know the um, we'll do our best to tell them as we as we hear about them and move along, and certainly as we digest what occurs in, in Madison. But uh, I'm sure the other outlets will as well. Um, Absolutely, some, some, some good good stories to to continue to tell. And we have shout we out have to some, Masters. We have some new technology. Uh, built into our podcasting system, we'd like to give a uh, round of applause and some cheering um, to these athletes. <laughs> okay, that took a lot to get that going. Yeah, you don't even right? know. You don't even know that was uh, that's that's a major upgrade right there to the system. And uh, that's called learning on the fly. <laughs> Seriously, which is something we do regularly. Actually, I thought it would have faded out. I didn't realize when I stopped it, it would just be so abrupt. But we um, <laughs> that's a hard cut. <laughs> it was a hard cut. We uh, it's. I love looking at uh, some of the older age groups because, man, I don't know about you, but I, I want to be doing this with you when you know, when you're entering the 65-year-old age group and we're talking about, you know, Sean Patrick and we're talking about the same guys all, you know, Silvino from Italy still like trudging mm-hmm. his way over the pond to come up and do the games 20 years from now or, or 15 years from now. I want to be doing this um, and having these conversations then. Uh, whether CrossFit, you know, puts more spotlight on Masters or not, uh, if they do at least this and maybe a little bit more, whatever, I, I will be doing CrossFit in this capacity for as long as possible because uh, they, they do give us a stage and they, they make it appropriate for age groups along the way so that guys like you and I that love this stuff can be, you know, pop it off ring muscle ups. Uh, as mm-hmm. as sixty year olds, sixty five year olds, um, I I do you know you watch Dave Hippensteel, he's he's probably one of the most public of the sixty five plus guys um, as far as I know, but I see him doing mm-hmm. legless rope climbs, and if I can do legless rope climbs at sixty seven years old, um, that'll be a That's good time. <laughs> something to shoot for, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Now let's turn our attention to a quick topic that you know we've we. We love the sport. We we love cheering on the individual athletes. We love cheering on the Masters athletes and, and showcasing Masters athletes. At the same time, I think you and I always want to provide value. Masters athletes that are just getting started in this sport. That, you know, this may be their first week of CrossFit or their first month or their first year of CrossFit. So you and I were uh, texting earlier today and I we just decided, like, maybe let's just throw out three tips that um, that we would have as advice for Masters athletes that are just starting with CrossFit. Now, I can't remember how old you were. I know that I started CrossFit at age 38. So I was deep within, well, I was just a couple of years in, in the Masters age group. Yeah. How old were you when you started? 36. Okay. Let's see. I was say. 
36. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 36. So technically we're both Ooh. masters. We're both <laughs> over the age of 35 when we started. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. But we, yeah, we haven't shared these tips with each other, by the way. So we, we just, we decided, okay, you, you're going to share your tips. I'm going to share my tips. Um, and a bit of a, like, let's just see what, what our unique perspectives provide uh, for advice for beginner masters. So Rick, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you as the elder, I will allow oh, you to go first. You. Yeah. You're welcome. You're absolutely Bo- welcome. Body feels like it today. <laughs> what, how about we, uh, you want to go back and forth? Yeah, so yeah, let's do that. Go. Yeah, yeah. Does that sound fair? All I right. I like it. Yeah. All right. First one, I'm going to say, uh, because as a master's athlete, you step away from the gym, you know, you're, you're a little older in your life. You've kind of started to figure out how things work. Um, you might have played uh, sports earlier in your life, high school, maybe college, uh, You've been active in some way, shape, or form, perhaps. Uh, but I'm going to say the first one is, despite those life experiences, uh, I think you need to check your ego at the door when you walk into the gym. That's that's going to be one. Because the better uh, that you are a listener and uh, receptive to teaching and coaching, which I don't want to get too far down because that ties in, uh, you, the more successful I think you can become depending on what your goals are. So Check your ego at the door. That's number one. How about for you, number one? Yeah, I like that. As I, so you're saying like coming in and just going full ham seven days a week, yeah. all in is oh, not good? I've lifted weights before. <laughs> I know what to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, seven days a week. Well, I, I can jog seven days a week. Why can't I do CrossFit seven days a week? Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, certainly I've lifted before in my life. Here, move over. Let me show you how to bench. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Check the ego at the door. I think that's a good one. Gosh, I like that one. Um, okay, so to be to be fair, I am going to be modifying my tips based on your tips. Um, so <laughs> okay, just, right. to, just to be clear, because um, that's it's such a good one. That's 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 foundational. Um, I love that. I could talk about that all night. I will go with uh, with with um, the foundation of this entire thing is nutrition. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something I didn't pay attention to when I first started. I just thought, you know, I'm working out harder than I ever have. And I'm I'm I am sweating. And I'm I do. I was a guy that went six days a week because no one told me to slow down. Um, and I wish I would have. I would have avoided some some uh, nagging injuries in that in those early phases. If someone told me to slow down, check my ego, just hey, dude, pace yourself. But if someone would have told me about the benefits of really um, getting rid of sugar, getting rid of chips, getting rid of uh, the bad habits that I had, drinking beer every day, um, it would have exponentially, um, it would have made me exponentially more productive as I was starting this process. You know, it, it doesn't take, like you said, check check your ego. It doesn't take seven days a week of CrossFit to transform your life. It takes a, an appropriate amount of CrossFit, you know, three, four days a week when you're getting started and learning the fundamentals. And if you... If you tackle this nutrition piece uh, by removing the junk, eating enough protein, getting enough carbohydrates and fats to sustain your performance but not promote body fat, man, that when I I took me a couple of years to dial that in, to actually decide to dial that in. If I would have done that earlier, it, it would have been such a game changer for me. So um, it, it, it turbocharges the results. Oh man, like nothing else. Nothing else. All right, back to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say also, um, usually starting out, walking in the door the first time, you've, you've mentally made that decision like, this is this is right for me. I just need to learn, um, is this the right place for me, depending on where you uh, might be joining. We're, we're assuming you're going to join a gym to get some coaching and, uh, and the camaraderie of a, of a class environment. But I'm going to say number two is communicate with your coach your goals because... Uh, and, and it might be picked up during that initial 
consultation that you have with the uh, with a, with your coach. Um, but everybody is probably going to have something different, and it could be to um, to feel better, to move better, to lose weight, to uh, to get stronger, um, to learn new skills. You, know, you name it. Um, each goal will be different, and as a as a good coach, I think you're going to uh, recognize what each individual's uh, goals are, so that you can you know pay some attention and focus, and maybe have some check in conversations with them from time to time, um, so that they're not just they've gone through the on-ramp class and then they're flailing away and, you know, trying to figure out a snatch with a PDC pipe. Um, so uh, make sure that you have have those goals uh, worked out ahead of time. So it gives you kind of something to, to point towards. I would say my second tip is to have realistic expectations. Um, in fact, I would, okay. I would say beyond realistic, I would say uh, set low expectations as to what you think you can do um, in the amount of time that you want to do it. So, so um, maybe another way to phrase that is um, whatever you think you want to accomplish with your body in, this, in CrossFit in six months, double that or triple that. It's going to take actually two to three times longer to accomplish what you think you wanted to accomplish as a master's athlete. Um, I have a lot of clients, a lot of um, comments on YouTube or that come in on Instagram uh, from master's athletes that uh, will share, I've, I've been doing this for six months. I haven't seen, you know, I can't see my six pack yet. And I'm like, bro, six months? Are you kidding me? You go see your six pack in six months? Dude, I didn't see my six pack for like, I mean, I mean, 18 months. I may have seen a top row, like in like maybe a year, but I'm also... It, if you've seen a picture of me without a shirt on, I have some genetics for whatever reason. Like my parents didn't have six packs, but for some reason, like I have a six pack. It's just there. Uh, I have like it there. I have giant abs, but that's not everybody's body. And it takes a lot longer to create the transformation in your body than you think it will take. It takes a lot longer to develop the mobility to snatch to depth or even squat to depth than you think. It takes longer than, um, you know, a year to get to the CrossFit Games. Um, and I, I know I'm saying these things almost like tongue in cheek. But to be honest, like I, I started CrossFit at 38. And by the age of 40, I thought, wow, you know, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try to make it to the Games because I'm a Masters athlete. 40 years old at the time was the cut for Masters. So I'm 40. I'm going to give it my best. And I wasn't even close. And I had been a religious devotee to this lifestyle to this training. I was just starting to dial in nutrition a bit. Um, I tried to get at 41 with everything I had. And that's four years in of dedication. And I'm like, Rick, I tell you, when I say dedicated, it's like, this is all I do. <laughs> I When I choose to do something, I focus wholeheartedly on it. And it took me five years from start to qualify for the games. Um, and even then, I qualified 13th. That was when they were taking 20 athletes to the games. So to be fair, set realistic expe expectations and expect whatever you want to happen to take much, much longer. And that's okay. It's totally fine for it to take longer. There's plenty of time. You could go to the games as a 67-year-old. It's fine. We got plenty of time. Well, kind of playing off of taking your time, I wanted to say in another way of maybe crafting that message is just fully commit to your training um, because I think you've said it many times yourself consistency is key and it doesn't matter what those goals are whether it is getting to the games whether it is becoming a uh, making that 10% cut to become quarterfinals uh, eligible to participate in that or proving to yourself that you can show up Monday Tuesday Wednesday 
Friday and Saturday and recover smartly on the other days and be active um, and not say, okay, this week is, is a good week. And then two weeks later, I'll, I'll get back to it again. Or um, Life happens to everybody. We understand that it happens to you and myself a lot. But the more consistent you are, I don't want to say it's easier, but the results will come. Is that a fair way of uh, oh, how you just described it? Absolutely. The more consistent you be. Yep. It's, it doesn't get easier. It just, <laughs> you see some, you, you see the, uh, the efforts of your labor. Yes. I, I used to say to classes I coached, it never gets easier. You just get a little better, but it never gets easier, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> as I as I laid on the ground after event four uh, from our semifinals, thinking to myself, I'm done. This is too, I'm done. This was too hard. I don't want to do hard things anymore. Um, okay. Yeah. My tip three is um, the number one thing you can do to achieve your goals, whether it's to uh, you know lose 20 pounds, uh, become fit, become a CrossFit Games champion, qualify for the games at any age, but wherever you're at, the number one thing you have to pay attention to, you have to do is don't get injured. Um, and that requires tremendous focus and effort as a master's athlete. It, it, there's a lot of things I can say off of this because it's such a blanket statement, but injury will take you three steps back as a master's athlete, maybe take you five steps or 10 steps back, but at least three steps back. Um, and it can be something so minimal. So I'll tell you guys, uh, just a funny anecdote. Um, I wear shoes around my house. Um, I never walk barefoot. And now walking barefoot is very healthy for your feet. It's really good. So I think I'll try to be barefoot a very little bit. But to be honest, I'm not. I don't walk barefoot because the risk of me breaking a toe walking around with a nine-year-old and a six-year-old and their toys or their Legos, or if I step on a Lego and I have an overreaction, I could break something because of my overreaction. Absolutely. And you just have to not get injured. And so I'm talking about, obviously, silly things outside of the gym, uh, but in the gym as well. So for Masters athletes, that requires getting warm and and, and doing mobility really well, really focusing on that. I mean, we talked about this last week, and you have to try to maximize the amount of time you're in the gym. But you know, the the biggest thing you could do to get injured is get just just try to jump in with twenty year olds and do things you shouldn't be doing, um, or do something without getting warm, or work outside of your capacity, or go for that one rep max when it's not the right day to do that. So I won't give any more examples of that. But be smart and avoid injury at all cost. It's just it, it really, really, really sets you back. So. Um, um, again, we could talk about all the ways to not get injured, but I'm just going to say do some do some thought process around what you can do to avoid injury for yourself, and you'll be on the right track, especially especially as a new guy, because uh, a lot of people get hurt within their first six months because they do things they shouldn't do, which goes all the way back to Rick's first point. Check your ego at the door so that you don't do stupid right. things and you don't get injured, which is you know very simple. And remember, a 25-year-old more than likely will heal faster uh, than someone in, in oh. our age groups. Oh, by um, far. Ricky Garrard, Ricky yeah. Garrard was plain, plain spoken about, Hey, I, this is how I live my life outside of the gym. Um, you know, people tell me I probably shouldn't have been riding my bike like that, but this is what I do. And I could bet you that he'll, he'll be back in no time where for us, that would have been a oh. lot longer recovery Man. and a lot of kicking ourselves uh, yeah. for, for doing something like that. But you know, it, it's a recipe that has worked for him up until this point, And now he's, you know, has to sit out a season. Yep. Uh, but his healing is hell of a lot faster than ours. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. Um, without a doubt. Right. And, uh, I mean, I, I will say that I have an adductor injury from 2018 that healed and I, 
I uh, made it a bit agitated during our one rep max clean in quarterfinals, which was what, two and a half, three months ago. And I'm still mm-hmm. recovering from going for a PR clean that day that I didn't need to do. And uh, all right, so I'm going to deal with this injury and it's going to be here through the games. It's not going to go away. Uh, so that's that. Um, and it's, that's why we don't do stupid things. We don't need to go for PRs when we do right. good enough. But, you know, I, I got I got swept up in the moment of the room. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We so learn. We learn. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a good segue here. And I'm just going to segue into our tips of the week uh, because- uh-huh. I so, know where you're going. Yeah, with this with this in <laughs> mind, uh, so I was in Arkansas uh, training at Rock City CrossFit for a couple of weeks. Um, really great CrossFit gym. If you're in Little Rock, you got to pop into those guys. They're great. Uh, I've got a friend Nick there. Of course, Adam is headed to uh, the semifinals. I got to train with those guys. But uh, my first day there, you know, Adam pulled up his his phone and he was um, warming up using the GoWad Mobility app. And, um, you know, at the games, you and I both received a one-year subscription to GoWad as part of the swag that we got for the games. And I, to be honest, I haven't used it at all. I maybe did an assessment like a couple of months after that, and I just really haven't used it. So I was like, okay, well, let me just plug in a couple of movements for my workout as a pre, pre-workout pre warm-up, um, and let's see what it spits out as warm-up movements for me. And day one, this was like two weeks ago, I tried, I was like, oh my God, this is 10 minutes of movements that I don't do on a regular basis as part of my warm-up. And I found it to be really dang good. And I wish that GoWad Mobility was, uh, I would love to be an, a sponsored athlete by them. I wish I had an affiliate code. I wish I had a discount code. I've got nothing. I've just actually been using an app that's been out there for a couple of years now. I've never really paid attention to it, but I have included a 10-minute GoWad Mobility segment as part of my warm-up. And the thing I really like, like um, this morning, I did heavy back squats uh, and squat snatches. That was my primary component for my first session. So again, I just put in to the pre-workout. I I tell the app that I'm going to be doing squat snatch and back squats, and then it puts together a 10-minute warm-up protocol based on my own mobility limitations in my shoulders and my hips. And then it runs me through 10 minutes of effort that um, prepare me for those those movements. And I am sweating <laughs> profusely. Well, I'm, I'm also in Dallas, Texas. It's 85 well, degrees. I was going to say, yeah. that, that's going to add to it, yeah. <laughs> I could just be standing there and I'd be sweating profusely. But um, I am quite hot and uh, this it's it's really good. I It's just a, it was a sleeper, something I haven't used for a long time. And uh, while I wish that... Uh, I wish I had some sort of like reason to promote it. Uh, honestly, it's just that good. So um, I, it, if you haven't tried it out, it's it's great. It's, it's it gets me doing things I don't usually do as part of my warm up, and I think that's what I like the most. Well, and who doesn't have ten minutes too? That's the other thing, right? Um, especially even as we talk about how truncated we are on times, uh, things like that. Uh, but if that's going to ensure that you're properly warm for what you're trying to accomplish that day. Um, and avoid injury, well worth that investment in time. Dude, uh, it's so good. Yeah. You know, go wide, so pliability. The, the, the apps are, are, are so much better now. Um, and I think a lot of coaching staffs, uh, you know, try to, you know, replicate something like that just to put each of their athletes in a very good position uh, uh, to be warm, especially early in the morning. Uh, you just haven't moved that much yet in the day compared to coming in for a 5.30 p.m. class. Uh, my pick of the week, uh, if you know me, you know I like to tape almost every finger I have. I go through tape at an obscene pace. Um, you know, and I'd love to uh, promote some 
brand that I know that everybody knows and I was needing a resupply. I'll tell you, I happen to choose a name brand that I have no experience with whatsoever. In fact, um, it's about as generic as you can get, just called Athletic Tape. I uh, found it on Amazon, and I'm like, oh boy, the price, the quantity, something's not going to be very good about it. Turns out, uh, a few days in, it's it's probably the best tape I've used. It's, you know, if you use tape, and, you know, you get it. And I just feel like I get teased, like I need tape just to, uh, to warm up on my fingers, but... Um, that's how I roll. Uh, it just makes me, makes me feel like I'm ready to go. Uh, you could only handstand walk if there's enough tape on your fingers. I found that to be the case, too. Um, can't do it anywhere else. I have a problem, but uh, I can't even recommend this brand because I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, if I were you, Jason, I'd probably put a link in the show notes, but I'm not sure it's <laughs> worth it. It's it's great. It's a lot of, lot of tape for a very little price on Amazon, and uh, I'm so far... As I said, a few days in, a pretty happy customer. Crazy, but uh, those in the gym know I love my tape. Well, Rick, be sure to send me a link to that tape. I'll make sure it's in the, the show notes that. so yep. that people can you link to it, it on Amazon. And with that, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode to be helpful, we'd be grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, guys, get bolder, not older. See ya.